This is the Bob Duco Show, fearlessly defending the faith with you every day. And for the rest of the afternoon, we're going to talk in just a moment with Pastor Todd Coconado about his book, Come Out From Among Them. And we'll talk about what it means to to really truly be set apart. You know, I mean, we know we live in this world, but uh, how do we recognize that we're allowing ourselves to be of this world instead of just in this world? And what does it mean to come out of the, the system of this world and truly be set apart? Uh, in Christ. All right, we'll talk about that. Also, Natalie Runyon will join me, author of the book, Raised to Stay, Preserving in Ministry When You Have a Million Reasons to Walk Away. And this is for people that are in ministry that have been hurt. And it's like, oh boy, you know, and, and so you, you, you want to walk away from Christians, but you certainly don't want to walk away from the Lord. And obviously the answer is you don't want to walk away from either, but certainly not the Lord. We'll talk about that today. Later on in the three o'clock hour, the apologetics hour, I'm going to continue my apologetic series on proving the existence of God without using the Bible. That's right. A while back, somebody emailed me saying, Bob, can you prove there's a God without using the Bible? Actually, easily. Okay. So we've been going through laws of physics and how they operate. We've been going through mathematical probability of the simplest life forms developing. When you look at the simplest single cell bacteria, you look at something like a prokaryote, you look at the simplest protein molecules, and you find out just how complex they are. We've been calculating the mathematical probability that would be required for even the simplest of life forms to form in a natural no-God scenario, and that's impossible. We've been going through complexity of information, design, order, of everything. And we've been going through a cosmology in the universe and discoveries that have been made and the anthropic principle. And it's like, I'm just going to continue that series. There's a lot of other ways to prove that there is a God without using the Bible. But we'll talk about that uh, later on today in the three o'clock hour. So a lot of things to, to talk about today. And still waiting to see what we find out from the Devin Archer uh, testimony that's happening behind closed doors today. Uh, we'll see if if he basically pulls the curtain back and exposes the, you know, my views on this, the, the criminal enterprise that's been run by this Biden family for so long. Yeah, I know. Politics time of the show is over, so I'll set that aside. All right. Right now, though, let's talk about what it means to come out of the the system of of Babylon that we seem to be operating in right now. We're going to talk about this with Pastor Todd Coconado. He is an ordained minister, national evangelist. He heads Todd Coconado Ministries. He's the president of the Religious Liberties Coalition, also the founder of Remnant News, Christian news publication. He hosts a radio show, The Todd Coconado Show, The Remnant. And he's written this book entitled, Come Out From Among Them, Why You Were Made for Such a Time as This. It's Charisma House Publishing. Todd Coconado joins me now. Pastor, thanks for being with us today. Hey, Bob, it's great to be with you. I really appreciate the work that you're doing. Thank you, sir. Great having you with us. So before we uh, talk about what this means in your book, let's talk about the angelic visitation that you talk about back in 2021 and the message. You say you were told two things, come out from among them and be consecrated. First of all, tell us about the visitation itself. Where did this happen? Where were you? What happened? What, what, what happened basically? 
Yeah, well, great question. You know, I'll tell you, when one of these types of uh, things happen, you, you know, it definitely rocks your world and, and, and changes you. And so that's what happened. I was sleeping in my bed. We have a four-year-old daughter. She was in the bed with us. And so, you know, in the middle of the night, uh, something about three in the morning, I don't know what it is, but middle of the night, um, I, I just was, it was a very realistic dream, but I, I it was, there was a big angel at the edge of my bed and uh, said two things, come out from among them and be consecrated. And then, you know, when that was done, I was, I woke up and I was just, you know, in awe of what just happened. I wasn't sure if I was awake when it happened or if I was sleeping when it happened, but it was so real. And I, sure. I walked out, went into my prayer room and just started praying and just asking the Lord, you know, what, what just happened, you know? And, it, and for months I would think about this, Bob, and just think about the two things that the angel said, because, you know, I've been a pastor for many, many years now, over 20 years. And, you know, I'm, I think I, I am consecrated. I hope I'm living consecrated and, uh, you know, come out from among them. I mean, that's what I talk about all the time. So I'm thinking, you know, why would the Lord say that? But what I found is in the, this was two years ago in August, is that there was a lot of areas in my life that I was still living in what I call the Babylon system. I was still going to see certain movies. I was still aligning myself with certain people. You know, I would take my kids to Disney, you know things like that. And I didn't really think about all the different things that, that was affecting our, our family that as, as a, just a regular American Christian pastor, you know, and, and all of a sudden I started realizing that we have to really understand that we're in a major spiritual battle right now. And it's high time we realize this and get out from this system. And I think this is what's happening is a lot of folks are waking up to these things uh, after the church has kind of been in a slumber for like 30 years. You know, we've had to megachurch culture, which I'm not against megachurches, but the problem is a lot of the people have not been held accountable. They haven't been discipled. They haven't been mentored. You know, you only hear a couple of scriptures in, in certain services, and that's your whole Bible for the week for a lot of Christians, you know, and the Lord wants us to go deeper. He wants us to be seeking His face. He wants us to be empowered, like the Church of Philadelphia in the book of Revelation, you know, in this spiritual battle that we're in. You talk about so many of the issues on the show so often, which I really appreciate, uh, these, these matters are all spiritual. You know, people think that they're political. A lot of them, you know, abortion and, uh, you know, some of the stuff's going on with all the transgender push and the LGBTQ movement. But this is all spiritual. Everything that we're dealing with is a spiritual matter. And the right. church has to speak to these issues. And we have to understand that we have the weapons. We have the authority in the name of Jesus to, to pull down the strongholds and to take back this nation. But if we're going to be silent in the pulpit or we're going to be seeker-friendly, and not worried about these things and just think that it's not going to come to us, we're very wrong. It's coming to us like a freight train. And right. now we're at a critical moment, a critical moment in this country where we're losing religious liberty, we're losing freedoms. And you don't just get those back, Bob. You know, you usually have to fight a war to get those back, you know? So right. uh, it, it, it's a pretty critical moment for our country, and I, I really think that there needs to be an urgency in the hearts and minds of every Christian, every believer, every conservative. I mean, just look look at all the things that we're dealing with right now. Oh, I know. Well, and when you say we're at a critical point in our country, which I, I completely agree, of course, uh, as you know, Pastor, we're also at a very critical moment in the church, because this is one of the things I've been lamenting on quite a bit, and that is that you know, we, our, the church, we've lost our saltiness, okay? We're not right. preserving the Word of God, and we're certainly not flavoring the world uh, with the truth of the gospel. We're instead being flavored by the world, and the church itself has taken on the flavor of our surroundings. We, we're we the epitome of the Laodicean church, and we're the epitome of lukewarm. That's what we've become, because we don't want to 
stand apart. We don't want to be set apart from the rest of the world. We don't want to stand out like a sore thumb. What we value more than anything else is let's be popular. Let's have people like us. Let's not upset the apple cart. Let's not divide. Let's not offend. And let's not cause any ripples. And as long as as long as I can blend in with society and culture around me and not considered offensive, then I'm going to be happy because after all, it's all about me and my happiness. And that's God's job to make me happy. This is what the gospel has become today with a big Jesus stamp put on it. So how do we how do we break out of this narcissistic idolatry of self, which is all about my own personal, not just physical comfort, but emotional comfort? Yeah, well, that, that is the question of the hour right now. And, you know, the definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over again. Clearly, right. you know, when I was in the business where I was bivocational as a pastor for many years when I pastored Los Angeles, and uh, one of the things that we would do is after, like, a big event, we'd always go back and we'd call it post-mortem. We'd look and we'd see what were the key takeaways, what we did well and what we didn't do well. And I, I really believe that's what the church needs to do right now. We stop making disciples. We stop doing the one thing the Lord told us to do, go and make disciples of the nations. And, and, and so to your point, we've allowed culture to influence us, and we started looking like the culture instead of us influencing the culture. But the Bible says we're supposed to be the head and not the tail. And I believe that culture is downstream of the church. So if you have a weak church or you have a church that's not speaking to sin or issues of sin or we're afraid or, like you said, you know, we're comfortable and we're just more concerned about popularity, then that's the, the culture that you're going to have. And that's what's happened. It happened in the Bible. If you think about it, in ancient Israel, every time they went into captivity, what happened? They walked away from the morals and values and principles and the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. And then what happened? They'd go into captivity, and then they'd repent, and then the Lord would free them. You know, And, and, it, and so why would it be any different for us here in the United States? We, we've seen so much blessing and favor as a nation for so many years and we got lazy, and we got comfortable, and the pulpit started not talking about areas of sin because we wanted to be popular, and so we'll just leave that part out, or we won't, we won't address that issue. And so this is what's happened, and that's why when, when we see the leadership in D.C., that's just a, a, a reflection of how the church has not spoke out. You're going to get the type of leaders that, you know, the reprobate minds that we're now seeing. So, you know, that's why we've got to take back the territory, and in doing so, if we speak the truth of the Word of God, the truth sets the captive free, and we can't be afraid to do so. Look, I mean, people tell me Romans 13, you know, during the whole pandemic, we, we faced a lot of challenges as a church, I'm sure many of your listeners understand, and many people say, well, you got to obey the government, you got to obey, you know, Romans 13. Yes, we obey the government as long as it doesn't go against the Bible, but if it goes against the Bible, as a pastor, I'll tell you right now, I'm going to stand for the Word of God and let the cards fall where they may. And that's, we have to uphold the freedom that our founders gave us as, as a nation. You know, life, liberty, the pursuit of happiness, these, these rights are given us by God. And that's what they believed, and our Constitution is an amazing document, and it's in line with the Word of God. But what's happened is because we got lazy, like you said, uh, and, and didn't speak to these things, now these, these freedoms are being taken away quickly, and uh, it, it's time that we stand up. Yeah, that's so true. Pastor, hang on a moment. Short break, and we'll spend our last few minutes together next more with Todd Coconato, the book again, folks. Come out from among them. Why you were made for such a time as this. You can look for it at Amazon, wherever you get your books. You can also go to Todd's website at toddcoconato.com. That's C-O-C-O-N-A-T-O. And we'll continue our conversation next here on The Bob Duco Show. You're listening to The Bob Duco Show, spending our last few minutes with Pastor Todd Coconato, talking about his book, Come Out From Among Them, 
why you were made for such a time as this. Which, by the way, Pastor, we're talking about the angelic visitation that you had, and and uh, yeah. but let me just go back to that very briefly for uh, yeah. because you say it's happened in the middle of the night. It might have been a dream, yeah. but you might have been awake and not really sure. And I mean, it could be either one. God has spoken yeah. to people through through uh, awake visions, but also through dreams. So even if it was a dream, that doesn't invalidate that it could have been. Uh, an angelic message from God, but how how detailed do you rem- do you remember like what the angel looked like? Were you able to see? Could you see facial yeah. features? Could you see what style of clothing were they wearing? A robe? Did they? Uh, w- what kind of details can you describe about I'm so the glad appearance? You're, you're the only person that's asked this. Thank you so much for asking. So yeah, it was so real. That's why I, I believe I was awake, but I'm not sure. And I just, I'm not one of these people that like you know just says something to say. It. You know, if I say it, it's got to be. You know, so I'm just trying to be as honest and real about the situation as possible. But, you know, it was so amazing. I mean, so first of all, in the Bible, when anybody's visited by an angel, almost every time they say their first reaction is paralyzed with fear. Well, that's exactly what happened to me. I mean, it's like all of a sudden you're looking at this massive. I mean, I would say, gosh, probably eight feet tall at least, you know, um, hmm. in like a like a white, you know, kind of bright light. Um, there was facial facial feature, very, you know, man. it was a man, very chiseled kind of look. Um, and right there at the edge of my bed, you know, and so of course I'm, you know, the first thing was I was paralyzed, you know, paralyzed with fear. But then the next thing that happens is I realize it's not a demon. It's not something evil. It's actually a messenger of the Lord. So then there was a peace that came upon me. And, uh, when that happened, you know, then I just heard the, the voice and he said, you know, come out from, you know, basically the scripture come out from among them. Uh, but you know, be consecrated and, and, you know, um, and that's it, you know, and then, and then he left, you know, so. It was like, you know, it was such a whirlwind, you know, like, what just happened, you know? So then you're sitting there for, like, just stunned. I'm wide awake, you know, and um, so you be consecrated, be set apart. And so then, you know, I go into my prayer room. I'm sitting there. I'm, I'm on my knees. I'm weeping before the Lord. I mean, when you have that type of encounter with the Lord, it's like, you, don't, you know, it, it changes your whole life. I mean, everything else all of a sudden becomes so minuscule compared to what just happened because you know that God is speaking to you, you know, and so... I really believe it was a message that he put in my heart, and it was a, it's been like a two-year journey, and then, you know, that's how I started writing the book of just, you know, seeking the Lord's face and asking him, you know, what, what does this mean? Why are you saying this to me? You know, am I not consecrated? Are there areas in my life I need to repent of? You know, I, my heart is for him. You know, I have a, a long story. I came out of Hollywood. I was a Hollywood actor as a kid, and so uh, the Lord radically got a hold of my life around 22 years old, and you know, just completely changed it. And I've been in the ministry now for over 24 years. But it's it's just wild because it's like that's the only other time that I've had this type of encounters when I first got saved. So it was it rocked my whole life. And honestly, it's just it's just awakened me to look into things. You know, uh, to to realize the things that I'm exposing my daughter to. You know, she watches like YouTube sometimes. You know, I got to watch everything that she's watching. I got to be involved in her life. I mean, there's there's so much right now. That set, you know, they're going after the kids. I mean, we can see this so clearly, and it, it's a demonic thing. I mean, they're, they're, they want to. I mean, look what's happening. The percentage of kids that are that are gender confused compared to only ten years ago, it's gone up astronomical amounts. Um, you know, we're just seeing the most wicked possible things happening with our young people, and of course, that's the strategy of the enemy is to take the kids. You know, I mean, look what look what he's done with abortion and everything. So, uh, I really believe this is a clarion call in this hour that we need to come out of this system we can't be a part of it we've got to be you know the bible says you're in the world but you're not of the world and we have to be set apart in order for us to go 
where we're about to go, and, and that's why I said we're made for a time as this, where we're about to go, there's going to be some big battles ahead, but our mind has to be ready. We have to have a strong relationship with the Lord. We've got to be in His Word. That's the sword of the Spirit. We've got to be prayed up and have an active prayer life. But we are on the winning team, Bob. That's the good news. We're on the winning team, and we win this. You know, we win this in the end, but we've got to take a stand. This is this generation's time to take a stand. And we've had it real easy for a long time in our country, but right now we could lose this whole thing. We've got to stand up for freedom. We've got to stand up for the Word of God, for truth, for righteousness, and this just starts at the pulpit. Yeah, well, it really does. And I'll tell you what, I, I, I couldn't agree with you more. And we we do have to be bold. We have to be willing to take that stand. we got to be willing to set ourselves apart and uh, and say, no, I'm 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 going to care more about being biblically correct than I do politically correct. It's just, unfortunately, so many today are, are valuing, no, you know, let's not be divisive. Let's not be in any way critical. Let's not uh, do anything that could upset the apple cart. And it's like, no, come on. We got to knock that nonsense off and proclaim the truth of God's word, no matter how uh, unpopular it may be today. So, folks, the book again is entitled Come Out From Among Them why you were made for such a time as this. Again, you can look for it at Amazon, wherever you get your books. It's the latest from Todd Coconato. His book, or his uh, website, toddcoconato.com. And Pastor, we appreciate your time today. Thanks so much for being with us. Hey, Bob, appreciate you very much. Talk to you sometime soon.